Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Warwick. I was holding my breath in anticipation of your warm and friendly good morning. <laughs> Trying not to cut each other off, and in the end, what we've been ending up with is just dead air at the start of the recording. <laughs> or blue. Yeah, or talking over the top of each other like normal. Mm. How's your head happy after su- the concert last night? I was going to say, happy Sunday, Coxie. Thanks. Warwick. And I just said it. My head is fine. So I fine. don't. I don't drink much. No, you don't. I had a I had a couple of lovely drinky poos, but um I just I can't I can't do it to myself anymore. The hangovers get longer and longer as you get older, oh, don't they? Far out I've written off some Sundays and Saturdays and Mondays over the years. Mm. And I just I can't do it anymore. I really enjoy a drink. I I like a good wine. I I really enjoy a really good whiskey or a bourbon or um, don't mind a gin and tonic, but beyond one or two, I just, I don't know. I think I, I, um, have developed a bit of a, a switch in my body that goes, okay, dude, time to stop. Uh, I, the, it's a switch I wish I'd had when I was, you know, I don't know cause I didn't start till probably my late twenties, mid to mm-hmm. late twenties. I didn't find the joys of writing oneself off. <laughs> I think I made up for lost time. I was still doing it in my 30s and uh, I remember going to uh, a mate's um, head wedding for his son, actually, when, he's, when his first son was born. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he put on this big lavish lunch. He's a bit of a wealthy dude. And he shouted a whole bunch of his, uh, his mates to go and have this flash lunch and, uh, you know, there was – wine and sake and all sorts of stuff and uh i actually passed out in the toilet in my suit oh um oh after this uh two-hour lunch (laughs) (laughs) and and then came to and uh managed to get on the minibus with everybody to go to the club oh i've heard the rest of this story i'm not sure you talk about (laughs) the rest of this story anyway needless to say i um i had to shell out some cash because apparently the bus needed a clean and (laughs) i didn't kick on to the club with everybody else i got picked up by my now ex-wife maybe that's why she's my ex-wife now but i got picked up by her and taken home to uh spend the evening feeling very sore and sorry for myself (laughs) I, uh, I, I'm embarrassed for you, Warwick. <laughs> and that was at the, the age of like, I don't know, I think I was 42 or something. Shit. So yeah, I don't do that anymore. And I just, I can't, I can't go past a couple of drinks. Just, I just, I have an off switch. It's amazing, Coxie. I would like an off switch. No, I do not. My off switch is not to start. <laughs> <laughs> so I once don't. you crack the seal, you're stuffed. I'm I'm on it for a good time. But no, well, yes, there is a point in the evening where I'm like, no, I'm ready for bed. That's it. That'll do me. I'm not an all-nighter or an all-bottler. Um, 
No. Yes, I must have one, but it's perhaps not as defined as yours or as early as yours. Mm. I like my off switch because what it means is today, Sunday, I'm going to go horse riding with my wifey. Well, you would need a clear head to be horse riding, one would think. (laughs) Bouncing around on – and and I'm actually borrowing um, my wife's friend's horse. She's got a spare horse. Is she not your friend too? Uh, Well, hopefully she's still going to be our friend after today's (laughs) escapades. Don't break the horse. Yeah, I know. Well, he's a – I think he's 18 or 20-year-old. Um, Clydesdale Cross. I've seen oh, so him. He's, slow horse. he's enormous. You should see this horse. His name's William. So William and was William and was. Hopefully, William takes care of was, and uh, I live to tell the tale. But um, yeah, that uh, that should be pretty good. But yeah, I, I wouldn't like to be doing that with a hangover, bouncing around on a huge. Oh God, horse no! Can you imagine in the sun? Because it's beautiful here at the moment. Well. How about you, Coxie? What are you doing today? I don't know. Are you lamenting the fact that that was the last ever Powderfinger concert last night? Oh, is it? Or is it a little bit like John Farnham and there'll be another one somewhere sometime? I was going to ask you what you thought of that whole, you know, final, last ever, never to be repeated stuff that that bands and authors and podcasters do. Never say never would be my statement to that. Never say never. There's always a motivator somewhere that for some will come and others won't. Does does it? Do you find that motivates you to do something? If if you think it's going to be the last one or the last item, or they're never going to have that sale again, or you won't be able to get that that beautiful blue plate ever again, do, no. does that sort of induce you to go and take action? No. Hmm. So should does we it really you? be using that in our marketing? Ah. Uh, it used to. Um, I feel the urge now, like if if there's something that I really like or I've had my eye on or I'm interested in it and I see that it might not be in production anymore, kind of just sparks that little, ooh, maybe I should reconsider my, my decision to put off the purchase of that or, um, you know, spending the money on those tickets. And, and rethink that just in case I miss out. It's a bit of that FOMO. I do suffer with FOMO hard often. Oh, okay. But well, I, that's interesting that you're not motivated by the no. last chance stuff. No. Because that's I'm missing not. out, isn't it? Isn't that playing into that nerve? Uh, you think it would be. No, for me it's more, well, yeah, no. <laughs> if I'm not going to a Powderfinger concert, it's because I can't afford it or it's not a priority right now or I have something better on or – I just can't be bothered being cold on a winter's evening in a concert hall. There's a reason why I'm not going. And, yes, on the day when it's happening, I think, oh, God, you stupid woman. Here's a classic example. This time of year, every year we have races in Ipswich. And every year I say no. I've never said yes. I always say no. And on the morning I watch everybody frocked up and they've got their hair done and their makeup done. I think, oh, God, I'd like to go. That looks like so much fun. And then by mid-afternoon when I see they're all staggering around with their shoes off and their hair's messy and <laughs> they smear all over their face, I'm thinking, geez, I'm glad I stood my ground and decided <laughs> not to go in my nice warm house. Uh, you know, yes. I, I do suffer FOMO, but it's generally only briefly and it moves on. Yeah, no, it's not a big deal for me. It's not a motivator, hmm. let's put it that way. 
See, and I don't think I suffer from FOMO. Um, I don't sort of have a fear of missing out on anything in life. It's only if, like I say, if like Powderfinger said they were going to do another live gig once we're actually allowed back out in the world, um, I'd think, oh, maybe maybe I should think about it because, you know, it was awesome – Music, an awesome gig last time I went to their last time only ever, last concert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also don't like being, um, not taken advantage of, but I think it's really shit when someone does that. It's like, oh my gosh, there's a business that sells rugs. I won't name them because that's a bit that's Oh, a <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> but but there's a business that sells rugs that's been closing down last ever final sale never to be repeated for about the last 18 years it's got to be that long if not longer and it just it's ridiculous and i get a bit shitty when i go okay well if that's the last time ever i'll i'll go make a purchase generally because that's what it relates to um because I'd like one of those things and I was going to put it off for a while and think about it, but given that they're, they're not making them anymore, I'll go grab one now so I don't miss out, which, you know, I guess that's playing into the whole FOMO thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like, great news, we've got another batch coming out because we've decided it was so popular we're going to keep making. It's like, you know what, screw you lot. Mm. You just lost me. I think that's just really shit. I agree. Unless it's genuine and, you know, the government stepped in and gave them some money. It'd be like Holden, right? Yes. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go buy a V8 Commodore because I've always wanted one and they're not going to make them anymore and then they'll be collector's items and people have charged way too much for them. And I'd go get one and then it's like, oh, great news, we're still making them. Like, you pricks. (laughs) I'd be really pissed (laughs) off. I'm going to sell my Commodore now and go buy a Falcon. Oh, that's crossing. Not that you can some... buy those anymore either. No, you can't. There's some bridges there you can't be crossing. Yeah. How did we get onto that? Oh, because powder. Because you, you, yeah, <laughs> you just went there. So that's to answer your question, I still don't know what I'm doing today. Hmm. Maybe his thought. Maybe you could do nothing for a change. Oh, I don't know how to do nothing. <laughs> I'm very good at doing nothing. That's why I said it. It's like you couldn't do nothing if you tried because that would be doing something is it doing nothing so that you're doing something. I would ha- actively have to do nothing and you know I couldn't do that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I might iron or I might – I've got a big garden to clean up. I probably should go out and do that. It does make me happy to play in my garden. So maybe that's the best way to spend my day. Or maybe you could do you could try nothing, Coxie. My trying nothing looks like me watching a bit of Netflix, or uh, it looks like me. What else do I do when I'm doing nothing? Sleeping. Because we're not really ever doing nothing, are we? No. It's it's like people say, "Oh, I just wish I could just sit and do nothing." Like, really? Do you wish you could sit and do nothing? Doesn't that mean you're dead? <laughs> maybe what they're really wishing for is the opportunity not to think. Yeah, or the opportunity to be able to speak clearly. The opportunity to do what they want instead of what they think they should. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Too deep for a Sunday morning. Oh, no, it's not. Sundays are all about being reflective. I love a bit of Sunday coffee and reflection. Sure that you do. That does not surprise me. Do you do bacon on Sundays? 
Um, I try and do bacon most days. <laughs> yes, but you, you normally fast, don't you? Most days you yeah. fast. I've, I've dropped off the fasting wagon a bit since I moved to Tassie. Is that because probably, of the climate change? Probably explains why I've gained 20 kilos in the last oh, six weeks. <laughs> I, I've found that really funny, and given this is a Sunday, we're going to bounce around a bit here, to see all the stuff about people gaining weight during ISO. I think it's a bit sad. And uh, I, I might get hated on for this, but Probably. I actually lost weight. Yes, you're going to get hated on for this. <laughs> I lost weight during, and we did actual proper quarantine. Um, As opposed when, to non-proper quarantine for everybody well, else. For everybody else complaining about ISO that we're still allowed to go to the shops and still allowed to go to Bunnings and do all that stuff. We weren't actually literally allowed to leave our property for 14 days for anything, not even for food. Husband, builder husband didn't leave the house for, uh, was it six mm, or seven weeks? Shoulder surgery. Mm. And know. it just happened to coincide with that time and I particularly didn't want him to get sick and extend his rehabilitation because because you were sick. might have been very sick at the end of it, <laughs> like pine box sick. But might have um, had a bad headache. Yeah, six weeks he didn't leave for, and it kind of he was starting to get a bit bearish. Is how we term it in this house. It's and we it's suddenly realised why. Of course, it you is. feel bearish. It's challenging. Even two weeks, it's like of oh, course. it's only two weeks, and I was like, oh, what you know, what could be wrong with two weeks on our little farm here um, in Tasmania? It's beautiful, but I can tell you, not being allowed to leave your property, no matter how nice it is, for two weeks for any reason. Is pretty shit. I think the difference in what we all think it's going to be like and what you went through is the allowed bit, not being allowed to go out. If you'd made a choice to stay in, that would be different because it's within your control. And it really highlighted um, how much we take our freedoms for granted. That's true. You don't think about it. We had to organise food drops with people we didn't even know across the road. Like How cool is community, though? Neighbours who were fabulous, like literally had heard from the, the previous or the owners of the property because we're renting here at the moment. Um, they'd heard about the fact we were moving in. It's a little rural area, so everybody knows everybody else's business, which has actually been really handy. Normally I don't like that stuff, but <laughs> it's been kind of cool that everyone in the – well, it's not a street, it's a road. <clears throat> Everyone in this little uh, hamlet <laughs> knows where we came from, why we're here. Uh, <laughs> and so they actually approached us late at night by torchlight from the other side of the road and, and said, oh, we've just dropped a bag over the fence. Um, there's a note with our number in there that just called out to us and they dropped us a food parcel and their mobile number. So we were literally texting saying, hey, um, do you think you could bring us some eggs? Uh, and just waiting for people to reply to help us out. It's it was pretty really, cool. It was it was fantastic community and it was yes. also like, man, this really sucks. Mm. Uh, anyway, so off that tangent, I don't really get FOMO. Um, but if Powderfinger have a live concert again, I'll probably go. Uh, will I go or won't I go? I don't know. I'm not going to declare my allegiance or non-allegiance to the concert. Should it ever happen, I'll wait and see. But I will be okay <laughs> if I don't go. If I choose not to go, again, because it was my choice. 
I got I did get a little annoyed this week when I couldn't purchase an item of clothing I was really keen for because it kept selling out. That mm. did annoy me a little bit. Actually, it wasn't the the item of clothing, it was the way in which everybody was happy that it sold out in 4 minutes. Hmm, really? That's great. Now mm. you've got a bunch of very upset customers. Mm. Yeah, it's a good way to lose a customer, isn't it? Mm. It is. Don't piss your customers off, people. No, don't sell out. Well, I hope you figure out what nothing to do today that's probably something anyway because we can't do nothing even when we're in ISO. <laughs> uh, and But don't gain weight unless you really want to and don't drink too much unless that's fine with you. And that's all I've got to say on a Sunday. You really fell into a rabbit hole there and I can hear you digging really hard and fast to try and get out of it. I'm just going to go straddle a big horse called William. Well, I hope William treats you kindly and is very gentle. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the, I don't know, it's probably the sixth time I've ever sat on a horse. Oh, I just assumed you were a horse rider from way back. Yeah, they scare the crap out of me. I see. I don't have a fear of horses. Oh, they're so big and they do what they want. They've got big feet. (laughs) And they're heavy and they break you when they step on you. They do. And they, they, I love the romantic notion of riding a horse. (laughs) You love the idea of riding a horse. Then I get on a horse and I'm terrified. I truly am. This, there'll be many people listening to me and laughing, but I don't know how to control them. No, I'm not tall. Especially compared to your wife. <laughs> well, everyone seems short compared to my wife. That is true. But I, I am not of uh, tall stature. And I think even if I would be, I'd still be – they're just so powerful and they have their own mm. mind. It's not like they're a motorbike creatures. that I'm responsible for steering. That's, That's different. True. That's true. They're going to go where they want to go. I watch our horse um, – have a bit of a run around the paddock here sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like he's like full throttle galloping around the paddock and kicking his heels up because he's feeling good and having a bit of a play. And I watch him and I think that's the same horse that my wife puts a saddle on and rides on. And this thing is like leaping through the air and doing 60 Ks an hour up and down the paddock. I'm like, man, we put a lot of trust in these animals, don't we? <laughs> yeah, what if it goes wrong? Like they don't have a brake that you can pull. There's no emergency bailout. I'm not wearing a parachute. What do I do? How do I get off? <laughs> kind of like a motorbike. You just grit your teeth and hope that it doesn't go too badly. Yeah, but then I'm responsible for the motorbike. I pulled the throttle and missed the brake and steered the steering thing. Mm. That's my fault. That that's that I can live with that one, but the horse thing, I don't, I don't know how to control that. It's kind of the same. It just it happens in a different way. It's not a mechanical input. It's a it's an emotional input with a horse. It's communication. They're fantastic teachers. So I have to enjoy the horse's company and wine and dine it to get it to listen to me. <laughs> kind of. In yeah, you got to give it some nice chaff, and uh, you know settle your own fears and anxieties. Otherwise, they pick up on that, freak out and buck you off. And then you go, see, horses are bad. And then there's other people who just get on a horse and it's like, no, the horse is fine. And it's all about they just read us like there's no tomorrow, like our kids, really. (laughs) So I'd be a master at horse riding because I'm a master at parenting, (laughs) said with my tongue firmly in my cheek. 
Yes. Yeah, no, Tongue in so, your cheek and you thumb up your bum. That's it. Don't go on horses, Nicola. Get the brief. Thank you. Roger. <laughs> I'll go to the garden then. <laughs> go get yourself a motorbike and enjoy your Sunday. I will. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Have a and good you, Sunday, listeners. Yeah, you enjoy your Sunday too, listeners. Thanks for tuning in on a Sunday. Go do something less. No, go do something. <laughs> just go <laughs> and go, do something. Just go do something that's nothing but something. Yeah, good luck. Oh, my gosh. We're going to stop this episode now. Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business, and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au.